Welcome back to another season of the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. I'm your host, fashion futurist and innovation journalist, Amanda Costco. Thanks so much for tuning in. We have some exciting announcements to look forward to this year, including a podcast sponsorship, which we'll tell you all about in our next episode. Today, we're speaking with someone who's creating fantasy digital fashion. We're going to explore the trend of virtual dressing, which is something we heard a lot about in 2021 and will likely continue to hear about this year. Emily Shahai is the founder of Gravity the Studio, a virtual fashion house designing 3D clothes for digitized identities. Her current research focuses on expanding cross-platform interoperability of digital assets using blockchain technology and open source formats. She's also working on improving real-time virtual fit techniques. Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. So for those who don't know you, who are you and what is Gravity the Studio? Yeah, so I'm the 3D co-founder of Gravity the Studio. I previously worked in American advertising. I designed and strategized digital retail marketing for global brands, but I got really tired of creating things that people would, when it came down to it, like rather not look at. So coincidentally, I taught myself how to code as a kid and later learned programming for interactive art. Meanwhile, I loved creating my own costumes for dance. So I wound up starting a master's degree in fashion textiles here in the UK, and I really saw myself in a new career designing throw pillows, really. That was my, that was my goal. Um, that didn't happen. What actually happened was I became obsessed with how digital media changes how we interact with each other. So I wound up programming my raw social media data into artificial life forms to create textile prints, which grew and mutated and died over time. So this required, obviously, like digitally simulated fabric and 3D skills. So I was the first fashion student at my university to collaborate with the games and animation department for my work. And the pandemic hit mid-course, and it was accidentally then at a huge advantage to not need a studio to complete my work. So when I graduated in the middle of lockdown, I decided to start a digital fashion house called Gravity the Studio, based in London. I was joined by my classmate from China and an insanely talented blockchain developer from Russia. We're three women from countries whose governments hate each other. (laughs) It's weird to see news headlines about your governments in very serious rivalries because we as individuals get along just fine. (laughs) So you're talking like 2019, end of 2019, 2020. This is when you're really getting into 3D just because you gravitated towards it for yourself. But then all of a sudden the pandemic hit and all of this digital fashion business started blowing up. And so that's when you were really starting to see some traction and some interest and people can understand like the actual value of digital fashion. And how did you all find each other? So Serena and I were classmates in the fashion textiles master's course. And then she went on to, so she was also focused on social media relationships, basically, and how we interacted with each other digitally. So we were already working with each other, sharing sources for research. And she went on to get a second master's in fashion business management. I started developing uh, basically the technical processes that we now use as Gravity. Julia and I actually met online. She's my technical co-founder. We were both looking for somebody to start up a business with. She has four years experience 
developing for blockchain, mm-hmm. and she's previously won 21 hackathons. So she was really interested in how I was thinking we could possibly start incorporating blockchain into our uh, like a virtual fashion business. So she really helped us develop that. But in, in summary, yeah, we met, one of us met in person, one of us met online. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. And so what does it mean to be a virtual fashion designer today? You know, this is something that if you said 10 years ago, I'm a virtual fashion designer, people wouldn't know what you're talking about, but it's becoming more and more, I don't want to say commonplace, but understood at least. So what does that mean for you? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been such a whirlwind seeing this, this field grow so quickly. And certainly we see, you know, talking with other students who graduated from fashion schools during the pandemic, that's where we're really seeing a lot of new growth in the fields. Like they didn't have access to studios. So, you know, a lot of us were kind of pushed towards digital expression and digital media, whereas previously you had access to a studio in, in universities and that was fine. Uh, you could produce things physically, but that, that really cemented it from, you know, the, the new graduates level. But also I think in the wider public, the pandemic cemented our notions of identity and self-expression in digital spaces, as well as our reliance on digital media. And so all of this paves the way with how we're now interacting with virtual fashion. Uh, it also created, you know, habits of working remotely. So, you know, now we so much better connect and collaborate with others from around the world rather than just starting a search locally. So I think last week alone, I had a call with somebody from literally every continent on the planet. And I think, you know, when you're talking to someone new, you find on the internet, you ask like four questions before you even get to, oh yeah, by the way, like, where are you based? So physical distance, I think is so much less a factor in how we've kind of solidified the movement around the world. Absolutely. And so as I understand it, you're not just in the virtual fashion space, you're also in the NFT space. Your LinkedIn page says that you make couture as wearable collectible NFTs. So I understand how they're couture. How are they wearable? Absolutely. So we're definitely in the NFT space. We're huge believers in the future of blockchain technology and accordingly how NFTs are transforming how we digitally interact as a whole. Early NFTs were digital art, right? So the difference is that you could prove how many copies there were of this art and who owns the copies, but nobody could really do anything with them or really show them off anywhere. Now we're seeing this incredible creativity. In metaverses, for example, you buy land in a virtual world as an NFT. You can put an NFT building onto it, which others can visit, and you can buy NFT cars from that building or furniture or clothing. So all of these you can monetize, you can interact with, and maybe resell. And that's where NFTs comes in for us. Whereas with most virtual fashion brands, you're buying the service of tailoring 3D clothes onto your photo. With Gravity the Studio, you're buying the ownership of an ultra-limited NFT garment. So that ownership has its perks, right? You can, yeah, upload your photo and we'll virtually tailor it to fit you. But also we're developing compatibility with different metaverses. So you can also wear your NFT in virtual reality and your art in your avatar in games that you play. You can also let other people virtually wear your NFT garment. This is what we're calling renting it out. This lets somebody else upload their photo and get the design that you own virtually tailored for themselves. You, the owner, then earn money from that rental. 
If the owner decides they want to sell the design, they can sell it in an NFT marketplace, which we, we have one on our own site as well, hopefully for more money than they originally bought it for. So yeah, we're using NFT technology to make our clothes good for more than one tailored photo and to make it more like how you'd interact with physical clothes. Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask about in terms of the business model, but you've touched on that already. So you have this rental model, which actually in turn makes the owner of the garment like earn money. And then you also have, yes, the digital tailoring, but it seems like what the NFT world has really influenced on your work is this idea of like trading and collectors and like having an item as a collector's edition of something. And so um, how big do you see this getting? Like I know that digital fashion has become all the rage because of the pandemic, but as things are slowly opening up again, like do you see this moving into the future and which metaverses are you like keeping an eye on? Sure. We're seeing this getting absolutely huge as people move you know, more into metaverses and digital spaces as the technology gets more affordable. For example, I mean, Facebook, as we've seen, is a huge validator of believing that people are going to be moving into virtual worlds and really like interacting as avatars. So whereas currently you have the option to buy physical clothing and show it on your social media photo, you're going to also be looking into virtual clothing to wear on your virtual avatar of yourself. So this is a huge role that fashion is going to be playing into. I, I think that the hype that we're seeing right now is, is currently just early adopters. I think it's going to get much bigger. And I believe this for, for several reasons. One, before I got into the fashion industry, I saw fashion as clothes that you put on your body. But if that were true, then we would all just be wearing utility suits. Instead, fashion is the most you know, immediate way that we express our inner selves to the outer world. We use fashion to communicate gender identity, social group status, whether we fit in or stand out. And when you see it that way, it becomes much easier to understand why fashion doesn't have to be physical. On any given day, many social media users are seen by more people online than they are in person. So if you're using clothing to express yourself digitally, why should those clothes physically exist at all? This leads to reason two, where digital clothes solve a lot of problems caused by physical clothes for social media. Of the utmost importance is sustainability. Buying new clothes is not sustainable. From the water, the plastic, the dye pollutants, the carbon involved in manufacturing, global shipping, laundering, even the most sustainably produced clothes still have an impact. Even for buyers, though, clothes take time to ship, they get lost in the mail, they don't fit properly, they look way different on you than they did the model in the photo, or you have to go out to your local store to buy them and bring them home. The incredible thing about digital fashion is that when you upload your photo, I am personally, yeah, like me, <laughs> adjusting a mannequin to match you, reconstructing my patterns to fit your body, and even adjusting the fabrics to look best for your scenario. It's an accessible couture process which fits everybody, every gender, every time. And there's no shipping that's needed at all. And reason three is that we do already see the value of digital clothing reflected in the gaming industry. Of people playing video games, which offer clothes that you can buy for your characters, 39% of players pay actual money. It's currently a $40 billion market. So talking with these audiences, every one of them tells me, oh, I buy it to look cool. Which is the same reason that anyone buys clothing to show off online, isn't it? 
uh, fashion is starting to take notice. You'll see Louis Vuitton, Balenciaga, Moschino all getting into creating collections for games. It's a very small leap for wider audiences to also start to see the value of digital clothes. So in some, I think fashion, digital fashion is just at its beginning. Yeah, totally. I agree with you. So we have what's happening right now, and then we have what's happening in the future, whereas like we have this interoperable world where you can bring your NFTs anywhere with you and wear them in virtual reality. But I really see augmented reality as sort of like the hybrid, and it's the next phase of like wearing our digital fashion beyond a tailored photo, but not quite inside a metaverse. How are you looking at augmented reality, and is Gravity the Studio playing in this space? Yeah, I totally agree with you. In terms of dressing photos, augmented reality is totally the future. Right now, the only reason we're dressing photos is a technology limitation. To virtually dress a photo right now is a manual process. It takes several hours and actually four different CAD programs. We hear people say, oh, you're Photoshop. No, we're not just Photoshopping. We see different virtual fashion brands experimenting with how to get from here, where we all are, to full real-time augmented reality clothing wearing. But the results are still rudimentary from everyone who's playing in this field. That comes from current hardware and software limitations. Basically, now I'm about to get really technical. So the iPhone LiDAR scanner um, helps them process augmented reality. And that takes where we're at leaps and bounds. Everyone has access to a great AR scanner. However, the realistic processing of those 3D clothes is a hardware limitation. For example, Apple recommends no more than 100,000 polygons in an AR scene. And those are the little triangles that a 3D model is made from. The photorealistic 3D clothing that I'm usually making is made from over half of a million polygons. So to get it compatible with AR right now, you lose realism and it starts to look cartoonish. And that's not a look most people are going for. So our approach to AR has been a little bit different. We're seeing many experimenting with AR by tracking the skeleton of the person in the photo. So just the insides, and that's why you see so much intersection between the digital clothes and the person wearing them in current AR tryouts. Our approach at Gravity has been to track the actual skin and clothes of the subject using machine learning. As this gets better and faster, we can use this to simulate and track fabric in real time for augmented reality. As is, we'll be able to support video uploads sometime next year, which is super exciting and super groundbreaking. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so with Snapchat, for example, augmented reality filters, the full body tracking is using that skeleton feature, which is why it's not quite there yet, right? The LiDAR sensor, as you mentioned, brings us leaps and bounds forward in terms of our phone understanding our space around us, but bringing those two things together, we're not quite there yet, but we will be, you imagine, in the in the future. Yeah, definitely. As technology is developing, as processors are getting faster, as you know, 5G gets developed, machine learning gets better, all of those are coming together to be able to develop and really enhance how we can wear. I would love to be, you know, in a video call and wearing a virtual outfit. And we're probably a few years away from that, but it's it's exciting. Yeah, and beyond that, I mean, once everyone's wearing augmented reality glasses, being able to change your outfit 
in a tap, right? You show up to a party and maybe you realize that you're underdressed or overdressed and you can change because everyone's got this augmented layer on and it can really bring our clothing to life in new ways. And in that way, for me, it sort of harkens back to like wearable technology. So I'm, I'm really excited for this to kind of come full circle and it's a really exciting future for sure. So how can people follow you and stay in touch? I mean, I definitely recommend that they check out your Instagram, which is Gravity the Studio. We're going to have all the links on Electric Runway. But if people want to follow you and stay in touch, how can they do that? Amazing. Yeah, definitely Instagram. We also have groups in Discord and Telegram. Those are all on our website, which is uh, Gravity the Studio with a little dot between the stud and the IO. We get called Gravity the Stud a lot. It's okay. I think it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> and in fact, our Twitter is Gravity the Stud because we ran out of characters, but you get the idea. Um, and feel free to send us a message. We love talking. And this is where people on the website can actually shop for digital fashion to either try on or to own as a collector's item. So anyone who's interested in having their first experience with digital fashion can do so right on the website. It's all set up and ready to go. Yes, that's correct. Awesome. Great. Well, it's been so good speaking to you and I wish you luck with all of your future endeavors. Thank you so much for your time. Yes. Thank you for having me. Have a good one. That was my conversation with Emily Shahai. She's the co-founder of Gravity the Studio. You can check out her work at gravitythestud.io and be sure to follow them on Instagram at gravitythestudio. That's it for today's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, here's looking towards the future.